cheese and chowder. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 10 of Cheese and Chowder, the RML podcast. I am Cody, a.k.a. Cheese, and with me as always, Chowder, Bradley, what is going on? I'm, uh, I'm hyped for the playoffs, man. And yeah, uh, I can't, I can't believe we're, we're already here. Remember we did the, our first couple podcasts in August, you know, saying that we can't just, the playoffs. Like it was time. just yesterday. Right? I know, right? I know. Crazy. A lot, of, a lot of shit happened this year, and good and bad, but we made it. We're here, and uh, it's going to be a very fun playoffs. Let's get to it. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, we are here. We are at the finish line of season one of RML. One season in the books. We flew through this season so fast. I can't believe it's already come to a close. Regular season's basically over at this point. By the time you're hearing this, it will pretty much already be over. And we're going to be going into the playoffs full speed ahead. Let's talk about what happened in season one. And we'll do a little season one recap. Um, All right, let's get right into it. Uh, First thing, I guess we kind of have to talk about it. We know we talked about it a lot but we're just going to have to because it's just so good. Um, the New Orleans Saints, BLD, undefeated season, regular season, 16-0, officially in this timeline, the second team to ever do that, along with uh, the New England Patriots 2007. You would know yes, that, Brad. 2000. 2000 <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're New England Patriots. Um, okay, so, yeah, obviously a dominant season. Um, let's. I'm just going to kind of give you some numbers, and we'll just kind of react as we go, but honestly, some of these numbers just blow my mind. Um, all right, so he's first in points. He had 45 and a half points per game. Uh, first in total offense uh, at 439 yards per game. First in rushing yards, 200, 238 of his 439 yards per game. So uh, over half of his yards rushing. And first on defense in points allowed at 14 points per game. So a lot of firsts there. Uh, obviously the biggest one that stands out is rushing. Obviously we'll get into this a little bit more with, uh, the beast Omar Payne, but I mean, these numbers, they, they pop out to you, right? I mean, they're, they're pretty otherworldly, it's, right? It's just absurd numbers all around the board. And I mean, obviously he's deserved to go 16 and no, but it's just been, I think it might be the, you know, obviously the most dominant season like we've ever seen, I think. Uh, I think most of the season in NFL too, you know, just, yeah. it's crazy. It's even for a video. The thing is funny is even for a video <laughs> game, these numbers are crazy. Like people talk about video game numbers. These are what, what do you call these? What, what are we <laughs> supposed to call these? If video game numbers are, are what we normally have, these are, you know, insane video game numbers. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, we'll get in a little bit more. Okay. Let me give you some more numbers. Uh, Jared Goff, his quarterback, over 76.7% completion rate that led the league. So accurate as hell, 36 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. I'm sure that ratio probably led the league because nobody, you know, is doing that. Everyone's, you know, throwing picks left and right. This guy doesn't make those mistakes and a 138.9 quarterback rating, clearly an NFL record for Jared Goff as well. I believe 122.5 is the, NFL record from Aaron Rodgers um, back in, I think, 2011 uh, when he won MVP. So, yeah, led the league in QBR as well, of course. Uh, so, Jared Goff, you know, but he's not even the best player or even, you know, one of the best players on the team, which is crazy. Let's talk about him. Omar Payne, 
okay, these numbers are just ridiculous, but let's just, okay, 2,460 yards, 2,460 yards. First of all, that's probably not even going to lead the league, which is <laughs> even crazier. Uh, 34 rushing touchdowns, 11.6 yards per carry. That let, leads the league uh, for anyone more than, you know, carries, of course. He also had 397 receiving yards and three touchdowns. All right, so combined yards, he had 2,857 yards of scrimmage yards. That's insane. Almost 3,000 yards in a season. Pretty sure that's an NFL record for a player. Uh, that means he averaged 12.3 yards. He averaged over a first down every time he touched the ball. How? Is that? That's just nuts. <laughs> Here's the kicker, guys. Omar Payne only played in 12 games. He, he missed four games. It's it's unbelievable. So I mean, yeah, yeah. Everyone talks about it, you know, all the time, every week. Uh, it's it's just it's stupid. It's ridiculous. It's stupid, but it is what it is, and everyone has to deal with it. Um, okay, one more number uh, for Omar Payne. It, let's say he had the same numbers over a 16 game stretch. So same pace. So a 16 game pace is 3,809 scrimmage yards and 49 touchdowns. I mean, what is that, you know? I'm pretty sure the NFL record is like 31 touchdowns. It's like 28. Well, 31 total. It would be 49 total. Yeah, okay, okay. I think Priest Holmes had like 28 and 3 or something. But yeah, I mean, I mean the scrimmage yards, that's more than, you know, that's almost twice what, what the scrimmage yards is would be so yeah that's what if he played a full 16 game so uh everyone should probably just try to injure that guy because uh, <laughs> that's, gonna, my, that's gonna be my strategy yeah that's gonna be my strategy they deserve it, Against- they deserve <laughs> it. um yeah so i mean obviously omar Payne. Uh, is he the mvp well i th- yeah, i think so i think he's mvp um there's just a lot of talk about, a lot to unpack here with Payne. i think well first of all Obviously, ridiculous year, ridiculous numbers. But the scary thing is, he's not even as good as he's going to be. He's going to win MVP, get all these these XP, and he's probably going to X Factor next year. And then he's going to be like literally unstoppable. So I think are we going to see know, a are we going to see a ninety nine speed running back? I think this is going to like, like it's fair to criticize keepers because of Omar Payne, honestly. Yeah. Like I mean, but not not to say that. that but the funny would, thing is, would not be doing this with the running. Like, we knew about keepers. Yeah, we knew about him when he was drafted. Many people had the opportunity to draft him. He was not picked that high. He wasn't even. I don't. He wasn't no. even picked in the well, first I, half. I, of the first I think round. Payne, Payne was just BLD's keeper himself. I think he just kept him all the way through, right? No, but he drafted him in in the season five draft of Madden nineteen. Uh, yeah, yeah. Everyone had an well, opportunity to draft him, and and I I had him on my board too, uh, but I chose to pick my receiver, but, which I'm still you know happy with, but. Yeah, the dude's ridiculous. I believe I don't remember too much about the draft, but I believe BOD was saying in the chat. Kendall uh, Bishop last, was in that draft too. BOD was saying last the uh, uh, last week in the chat that Payne like wasn't even that good when he drafted him. Like he that, wasn't right? he wasn't as good as he is now, of course. Yeah. I mean BLD's developed him just by being, you know, as good, good as he is. <laughs> yeah. I mean when you have a guy who can, you know, play as good as he does, you know, get those numbers and you know, and Madden you know, you get tons of XP for winning. You get tons of XP for just having really good games. Rich, good, and, <laughs> yeah. So it's just going to keep getting better and better. 
eventually, eventually he has to hit the limit where it's just 99 overall everything. So, you know, <laughs> then then he's going to then he's just going to trade him probably, and then he get yeah, like 10, 10 yeah. round picks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, but, I, I, honestly, he's untouchable. I mean, he there. I would never. You know, you can't trade him. But honestly, I feel like even without Omar Payne. I don't think it's Omar Payne. Let's just no, talk about that. Well, it's that's not what, Omar. What I, was, I was going to say that. I was going to say without keepers. It's BLD. Say, it's say, not... say, we, say we don't do keepers and BOD drafts Melvin Gordon or something. It's yeah. going to be the same numbers. It doesn't matter. Exactly. It's Maybe the, better. It's just yeah. because BLD. And it's, you know, it's, it is what it is. He doesn't have but, super, he doesn't even have X Factor or anything. Like exactly. Omar Payne doesn't have any abilities. I mean, he might not, he might <laughs> have Superstar now. It's, it's, it's scary. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so this is just with a guy, and you could do this with any guy as long as they have, you know, certain, you know, a respectable running back with respectable numbers. But yeah, he could be doing this with probably ten to twelve different running backs. But Madden gods, please, I am begging you, give the first RML career-ending injury to Omar Payne for oh, this RML. Yeah, I think we've already had one actually. Well, it's not <laughs> career-ending, but I think it was like thirty-six weeks or something. Somebody had one just recently, like a few days ago. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, I, we, we don't pray for injuries in real life, but in Madden, hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I also wanted to just bring up a couple other, uh, these are the NFL records that I, th- these are just the ones that I looked up, uh, <laughs> that the saints have broken for sure. Uh, total rushing yards for a team, 3,811 rushing yards. That breaks an NFL record. The record was 31 3,165 all the way back in 1978 by the Patriots. That's weird. I never would have thought that they would have that record. Did you know that that your team had the NFL rushing record? I did not. <laughs> yeah. That's what Wikipedia says. Uh, he broke a team team record for touchdowns, 81 touchdowns. How? That's that's five touchdowns a game. That's ridiculous. Uh, I'm pretty sure I don't. I I take like five games to get five touchdowns. Sometimes. Um, the NFL record was 76 by that, uh, Peyton Manning led 2013 Broncos and, uh, 728 is an NFL record that also beat the 2013 Broncos by a whopping 122 points. They scored 606 that year. So, but also the chiefs this year and the Raiders. So plug and Danny broke that NFL record, but they're not going to get credit because BLD has said it. Uh, Chiefs had 629 and Danny had 614. And then one other stat that just, oh my God, this one's so dick, so stupid. <laughs> plus, his plus minus, so his point differential, that's points scored versus points allowed, is plus 601. There's only two teams, two other teams that have scored 600 points at all. <laughs> I. Let's, let's just take a moment of silence for the league. Okay. That, yeah. So, like you said, uh, it's, I mean, so far, it's the most dominant season in RML ever, right? I, mean, mm-hmm. uh, I think there's no question. No question. Yeah. I mean, we've had dominant players before, right? I mean, Jeff, Kentucky Cupcake. But those guys never hit the stats numbers like these. Like, they they were good they were winners and they you know but they never it's just insane i can't imagine being this good also like <laughs> you said this before like is it even fun 
Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Fun anymore? Like, what's the point, man? Go, <laughs> go pro. Just go. retire. Just go undefeated this year. Go 19 and 0 and retire. Oh, he's got to play <laughs> so much. I would get so sick of the game. Not if that was that. I mean, if I was that good, obviously it'd be you know somewhat fun. But he he's got to play a ton, man. Like ah. Uh. Some people just love the game and they love and some people, playing. you know, have game, some games that they love. Like, you know, I like Fortnite a lot and I'll play Fortnite a lot, I put a lot of time into that. So it's just, you yeah. know, some different structure. Yeah, different I, I do love playing I mean, Madden. Yeah, I like but Madden, I, but I, yeah, I, I would never put, play Madden. With, yeah. If I didn't have this league, I would not be playing Madden as obviously no, no. nearly as much. I would be done with it in like two or three months, probably. <laughs> Maybe if that. Um, okay. So, all right, here's a question Do you think he's ever going to lose? <laughs> Ever? I think, I oh, think okay, let's let's do a. We should do a pool. What do they call it? Like a dead pool, right? Uh, we should do a pool when BLD will lose his first game. Well, I hope. Right, let's well, just do it between you and me. Let's just do a pool, you and me, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll do a just a friendly pool. No bet. Give me a, I, give me I, a season and a week. I mean, honestly, like this is going to sound really bad. Like not just bad for the league, I guess. I think the best shot to beat him is this year before Payne gets to a ridiculous level. So I think Weasel or Monkey, may, and may, maybe Maddening, but Maddening didn't play him that good. I think Weasel, the best shot like, is uh, yeah. I think the best shot is a force loss or a sim that somehow <laughs> somehow happens because he's not available. Because that's honestly the only the only way that I can see it happening. I'm surprised that hasn't happened this year. Like. With all you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. well, not yeah, but not even that, but just like being available for sixteen games any season for anybody. Yeah, is, yeah it's hard. It's it, even or even scheduling with you know other people. What if they're not available? Then you have to sim. You know, I guess you know if you're both not available, I guess he's probably taking some force wins. But okay, other question. All right, so so you're saying this year? Do you think it's going to happen? I I hope so, but I I don't I don't think so. All right, <laughs> give me a season and a week for the pool. Let's do it. I want to do a real did an old round of uh, Let's go with. He'll be playing a first place schedule next year. Let's go with the uh, second half of next next season. Give me oh, a week number. Falls asleep. Let's go. Yeah, I'm not going to schedule. Let's go uh, week 13. You won't know the schedule. Week 13. Week 13. Week 13. Oh, man. I was going to take that one. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go season two. Uh, Super Bowl. <laughs> that's the only one i can he's going 16 now again um yeah saying season two super bowl let's I'm gonna write that down or i'll go, I'll go with uh, how about the week he plays me yeah <laughs> season two week 13 for brad and season two super bowl for me okay it's it's in writing all right and then last question about bld and then we're probably not gonna talk about him ever again <laughs> Is BLD, is Jordan, good or bad for the league? I think from a parity standpoint, he is not good for RML. But people will say the same exact thing about the Patriots in real life. So, and there's nothing you could do about it. People like uh, people. People make the argument that dynasties are good for the league. Do you agree with that in general? I not, mean, not in, not for our league, but in sports. I mean, you, it's, you, I think it's good from like a business point of view and like a you know viewership and you know, merchandise and all that shit. But from like right. a from a league like gameplay kind of, yeah, I don't think so. But but BOD as far as being good for RML, he he's a you know, he's RML. He's been very good following the rules. He doesn't he's not really cheesy at all. Um, you know, obviously and he's done a I have to give him props for adjusting 
his game because the first yeah, couple he, like seasons he was in RML was a little rough. He stayed That's on the path he was. Close. He yeah. would have been gone a long time ago. I, I think he also. I mean, I think he was close to getting booted I, a couple I'm, times. I'm pretty confident that I helped him a lot with that. I feel like I, <laughs> I that last season I I guided him in the right direction. <laughs> I'll take credit but, for that. Yeah, so BOD is good for Armour, I think. Uh, just you know, he plays all of his games, like you said, and that's a that's a value in itself. Um, he's uh, he's good for the league, but his skill level is not. But it's, yeah, it's just so. I mean, it's just being in the NFC now, like being in his league now, which I wasn't last year. It's just so frustrating because, like, you know, you have a brick wall in front of you, even if you win a playoff game. So it just you know, it's like, mm. but you know, you gotta. You know, he still got to play his games and execute, but you never know. But, if we didn't, if we didn't use keepers, do you think he would be this good? I think he still would. Yeah, I don't think it would make a difference. It just probably wouldn't be as ridiculous. But I think sports, I but, also think uh, his confidence and his his interest in the game has gone up with the keepers. <laughs> and I think that is that is like I don't think he would be trying as hard if he didn't have keepers. You know what I mean? I, I think there's, I mean, yeah, I could see that a little bit, but I just think that, I mean, also, I think uh, he's just into Madden a little bit more this year, too, because of how good the game is compared to last year. And right. even last year, he, even last year, play. he played, yeah. played a ton. Obviously, Madden is, is his go to, but we've been yeah. talking about the VOD for like 20 minutes now. So I think yeah, yeah, let's go ahead move, and move on. Time to move on. All right. Well, yeah, hopefully someone beats him. All right. Someone please beat him. All right. Let's talk about some other uh, things that happened. In, uh, in the league in RML, uh, let's talk about some surprisingly good things, good teams that have been. Uh, we have four teams that have been much better or a little bit better than we thought. All right, let's just go ahead and list some of them, and I'll list them. You give me your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce and the Steelers, AFC North champions. Um, well, let's just do them in order, and then you can talk about whoever you want. Steelers is ten and five. Uh, well, he, actually, I think he's. Uh, did he lose? I don't remember. Ten and, ten and six. He lost. Ten and six. Right yeah, he lost week seventeen. But he made the playoffs. He won the AFC North at ten and six. Pretty solid year for Bruce. Uh, Motherload and the Dolphins winning the AFC East, uh, coming back and uh, winning. A, well, at this point, it was four in a row. He still has to play his week seventeen game at this time of the recording. But yeah, big big stretch of wins there for Motherload. Uh, Charlie Hustle and the Falcons, uh, 10 of you know, we could talk about that if, you know, we consider it a, a surprisingly good or maybe surprisingly bad, depending on which way you look at it. And then uh, Maddening and the Rams getting that playoff berth, uh, 11 and five record. He gets the win in week 17 in the final minutes over Andy to win by one point, 23, an exciting game, a controversial game to some. Um out of those four surprisingly good teams, go ahead and uh, well give me your thoughts. Yeah, uh, Bruce definitely is. A, I feel like I've said this to you off air too that Bruce has really not gotten like nobody talks about him in chat really, and he, he doesn't he doesn't really show his face too much. To he's busy in real life and that's okay, but he plays his games. Ten and six though, I don't think like if we go we should go back and listen to our first podcast about our predictions and uh, you know see where we fell short, um, you know and how accurate we were. But uh, Bruce definitely I think is. The AFC but, North, yeah. I think the AFC North, we kind of said it was a little bit open. I mean, we both said that. I think that, we said know, Han. I think we said Han was going to yeah, win Yeah, and we'll get into that. You know, Han and yeah. Beast Mode had much worse seasons than we expected. So, I mean, I get I get Bruce a decent, decent shot at the beginning of the year to win the AFC North. I don't know if I said that, you know, 
publicly, but I, you know, in my mind, I, you know, I think he was a solid player as long as he played his games, number one, and number two, you know, he played it's, it up to his potential, which he, I think he did a lot this year. Yeah, and then, um, excuse me, uh, Motherload, uh, I don't know, like, I, I mean, obviously he's like a little surprise, a good team, eight and seven there, but like, I can't if you put believe him, it's not going to be a losing record. Well, Let's just yeah, talk about that, that I, was just, I was just going to say, I was just going to say that. I was, well, was that's, that? that's kind of my point is that if Motherload, if Motherload is in any other division, I don't think he has this record. Um, but he, I mean, he did beat Doe, so that's there's something there, you know, yeah, that's maybe, maybe and, that was and, sort of. Year, yeah, right? it I mean, shows. Was it forty-two to sixteen or something? It wasn't even. Yeah, it wasn't even that close. I don't believe. Yeah. Uh, so I think that kind of shows that he could play to his level. You know, to the co- competition level if they're better than him. But like, right, you know, we're talking about it a little bit. But he has Danny in their wild card rounds. I'm not sure how well that's going to go for him. But you know, still a player. Of, you know, division win. That you know, you got to have. You know, not everybody can win the Super Bowl. Especially yeah, when you're. So when that's you're, that's a success. Yeah, when you're not a top tier Super Bowl under getting in the playoffs is big enough. That's usually my goal is just to make the playoffs and then, you know, try to win. But you know, you're not expecting to you know go make a huge deep playoff run every year. But yeah, I mean that's a big accomplishment for Melod. I mean, you know, he's not a guy who's made the playoffs every year uh, all the time. I mean, we've talked about him a good amount. He definitely has the capability of being a really good player. But uh, I think he's even talked to us about this. He just, yeah, he's just inconsistent. He just needs to, you know, play smart football and play the way he does when he wins. That's, I, don't, I couldn't, can't really put it any different than that. I don't know what else to, to say about him. But, yeah, congrats, Motherlo. That's a big, big accomplishment in a uh, really weak division. But, you know, mm-hmm. win, win it. A win's a win, man. And, uh now you got playoffs, yeah, so you have to be in it to win it. It's a, it's a fresh start. Now. Record yeah. doesn't matter now. You're 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 all zero zero in the playoffs. So, I mean, yeah, and he's got a home game technically. So, you know, it doesn't make a difference in Madden, but it's cool. You know, Miami. Uh, and then, uh, all right, let's talk about Charlie uh, and Maddening, both in the contest for the final wildcard spot along with myself in week seven. So going into week 17, it was Falcons, Rams, and Packers all in the running for the, the number six seed. All three had a chance to make it. Mine being the, the lowest shot, I had to have both of them lose in uh, week 17, which they ended up both winning. Um, so Charlie beat Conk. He blew him out, uh, I think 40-something to nine, um, to finish 10-5-1. and one. So he, he needed Maddening to lose in that game to get in maddening came back and won against andy we talked about that and so maddening gets in now there's a chance maddening actually might win the uh might win his own division if uh tillman can't be mm-hmm. um i guess so you know we'll see if shane can uh you know give him a run for his money or not but if tillman wins and he wins the division and maddening Locks up that six seed. So either way, you know, Charlie Hustle is out. Maddening and Tillman are in. Um, so let's talk about Charlie. So, yes. Yeah, so. Six and zero. We talked. You know, you, <laughs> you know, we talked a good amount about him. Um, you know, the first few episodes we talked about how good good of a start they're on. So, and I talked about this before, and I I, I didn't mention it in the notes, but out of okay, 
remember in the one of the first few episodes when mm-hmm. we were talked about how many four no teams there were and everything like that and how many undefeated teams were left how the nfc had like six undefeated teams right mm-hmm. remember that yes i think it was after week four it was six undefeated teams guess what three of those teams did not make the playoffs <laughs> You know how That's many teams, you know how many teams have started 4-0 and have not made the playoffs in NFL history at least since the Super Bowl? Only 10. 10 in 54 years. <laughs> 10 teams have started 4-0 or better and not made the playoffs. Charlie Hustle started so, 6-0. So I have a question. So is Charlie obviously the other uh, undefeated I think 6-0 is the longest undefeated uh, uh that, I that, didn't look up that the missed numbers. that missed yeah. And no, and no, I'm out from the teams that started undefeated. I think oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the longest streak of staying six and zero, of staying undefeated, was Charlie Hustle. Uh, is this the biggest choke job in RML, uh, like history? Maybe you start six and zero and you miss the playoffs. I mean, I mean, if it's a choke job because of uh, that he was still in it to the end. Like Dogfather is a much bigger choke job than Charlie Hustle, <laughs> but. Because Charlie Hustle had a chance still at the end, and I mean, all he had to do was win one of those, you know, one more game. All he had to do was basically win five games out of his last ten, you know, and after starting six and zero. I think that that tie versus Dog was also a killer for Charlie. Was that, was that a? Did they play that game? Yeah, yeah they, they did. did yeah, right? they did. yeah. So yeah, that one. Man, the ties have killed everyone this year. You and me, our tie. Uh, Actually, like, I didn't look yeah, that well, up. I think I think we you still would have had me, but well, if, yeah. if, I, if, I, if I lost it, like I could have easily lost that game against Bears. And but that's what I'm saying. We would then, both be ten and six. What what would the tiebreaker be? Did we look? It'd be the division out? record. So if I if I if I would have had a better, game, I would yeah, I would have had it. Yeah, you would you would have won the division. I would have won. I would have been three and three. So that stupid tie. Thanks but, a lot. But I also would have played. You would have played me better in week seventeen, of course. Yeah, I'm not. It would have should have could have. I'm not gonna play. Okay, but. Yeah, uh, yeah, Charlie. I mean, that's uh, it, it's rough for him, man. Six and zero. You know, we both talked about how promising and you know how great of a start that was, and how unexpected it was. And uh, you're the one who said that you think he's gonna, you know, be the better player out of him and Dog. And obviously, that seems to be this now. Um, but yeah, rough, rough finish. I mean, it re- reminds me of uh, I think it was the Giants a few years ago. Remember that uh, where they were like six and two, and then they went like two and six in the year. Yeah, so there's been some yeah. collapses like that. But, you know, for Charlie, still a solid year. You know, ten five and one. Obviously, missing playoffs t- is you know not easy to take, and you know come back strong next year. But I think it showed that he can hang in that division. You know, we obviously the division turned out a little bit better than we thought it would, and obviously BLD at the top there. You know, two automatic losses pretty much. But it's still, you know, a pretty successful year, I think, for him, even though he missed the playoffs. Uh, but it's going to be a little tougher next year with Kunk in that division, too. So we got, like, four solid teams in that division there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough for Dog, too. I mean, now now with the rough year he had, you know, what kind of expectations is he going to have now that he doesn't really have any cake opponents at all? So, um, And then Maddening, you know, he had a really strong year. He was 9-3 and three at one point, looking like he was going to be, might be, you know, uh, the three seed or you know the two seed even but he goes two and two in his last four games uh and barely squeaks in with a literally a last minute win in week 17 he could have been out of the playoffs with you know just one you know one or two plays so 
Uh, what do you what do you make of that? I mean, obviously it's still a really strong <laughs> year, but making the playoffs at all in the NFC is is really good. But what do you make of? Uh, I mean, eleven and five is the worst. I mean, not the worst record. You're technically uh, ten and five and one. Are you the worst record in the NFC? <laughs> I think I might be actually. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. NFC playoffs. But um, yeah, but I mean, he, he. It seems like he's almost stumbling in, but I still give him. Well, the yeah, exactly. of like, he's not. He's not coming in hot, which isn't great. But I do have to say, I am kind of glad Maddening made the playoffs because I feel like Maddening is kind of like the most like volatile player, and he can go have like really high ups and really low downs. Kind of obviously, if he's sober, a little different. Um, but like with his roster, he's constructed with Magutfree and Tyreek. Uh, he has a he, like. I think he has the tools to upset, you know, Weasel or BLD if everything falls right. And I don't know if Charlie Hustle necessarily would be able to do that same thing. Yeah, I could see that. He's definitely like you're saying. He's like boomer bust. Like he's got the boom potential to really, you know, have a shootout type game and and play really good on both sides, but especially on offense. The two games that he lost uh, in the last four were back-to-back against Tillman and Punky. So it's not like he lost to easy opponents. Like, But, but you got to you gotta beat players. playoff games in the playoffs. You got to uh, beat playoff, playoff games teams, in the playoffs. Especially if, down the know. stretch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that, that the, both of those, you know, most likely he's going to be facing, well, he is going to be facing uh, Tillman. So last game he played against him, he lost 28-8. to So Tillman, and we talk, we've talked a little bit about Tillman and how the stretch that he's on, by the way, uh, hasn't played the last game like we talked about, but he won seven in a row. So talk about a team that's hot coming into playoffs versus a team that's not so hot. Uh, Tillman may have the advantage there. Uh, we talked a long, you know, while multiple episodes ago about uh, how quiet he's been, of course, but also how unexpectedly average. And you know, he was four and four at one point. We're like. What is going on? But now he's eleven and four, and looking like a real strong contender to maybe face BLD in the championship game. Would you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's uh, definitely. I think uh, he kind of fell and found his stride. It took him a little bit to you know adjust to his like the team. You know, if his anyone roster, can I guess. do it, yeah, we we know if anyone can do it. I think Tillman can you know be the one. I think he's going to have to be our savior. Um, so let's see if uh, well first he's going to have to. Face some tough competition and maddening, and then uh, then he might have to play uh, Weasel if he wins that one. So, and then yeah, so either way, it's a tough road through the NFC at all. I mean, it's it's a bad battlefield. There's a lot of good teams. All right, then uh, oh, then let's talk about the the not so good teams. Um, we already kind of mentioned Han. He's not going to finish with a winning record. It's not a horrible season, but definitely a disappointing season for him. Um, seven and eight, and still yet to play as week seventeen. So best he can finish is eight and eight. Uh, what do you think of our uh, fellow panel member and the season <laughs> I, he's had so far? I think this season would have definitely turned out a lot differently if his quarterback did not get hurt for the rest of the season or however long it was. He just, you know, he didn't really couldn't really do good with his backup. Um, he lost a couple of games he probably should have won. You know, against Bundy week 13, 48-16 there. Yeah, all it would uh, take is just, like one or two games and he's in the playoffs. Exa- like exactly. Nine, so I, nine I, and I think, seven record guy. I think it's, it's hard to say that this was like, a, like I mean, obviously it's disappointing in the playoffs, but 
but I don't think it was necessarily because like Han sucked this year. It was just kind of un- unfortunate you know, circumstance with the injury of the quarterback. Anytime you lose a quarterback is is not easy. I'm pretty sure you're right because he lost like five games, uh, and most of those I think were without Harmon. Um, so yeah, I would say Matt, it probably blew his took a, or he took a blow to his psyche too. I would assume because mm-hmm. you definitely have a different mindset going in without your star quarterback than versus when you do have him. So yeah, I'm, uh, and, look, and I also, think he'll play a lot better next he year. Also, like, like if you compare obviously he has Teddy Bridgewater as his backup and that was about the same level as Kirk Cousins, uh, for me, but it's hard to compare the situations because I have Melvin Gordon, I can rely on his starting running backs, Bryce Love, who was not, not going to Bryce Love, but 74 overall, 92 speed. Not you know not like X Factor Melvin Gordon or anything, so it's definitely right. a lot hard, a lot harder to just go completely run first, um, you know, with the running back like that. Yeah, yeah, and it can be tough uh, to keep up when you're you know trying to throw with a guy that you're not comfortable throwing with or that isn't super good. So and especially if you can't get the run game going, you know, super well. So hopefully next year he picks it back up i i wouldn't expect anything less i would hope that he's going to be back in the playoff picture all right and then uh some other teams ravens that's beast mode we've kind of talked a lot about him but just uh four and eleven uh i'm not sure if it's really even even surprising anymore i mean i think this might just be yeah is it just uh, a skill player level? that he is yeah maybe maybe we just overestimated him but maybe not he he can still prove us wrong i mean you know we've seen it many years you know, Centro went from uh, two and fourteen and Madden nineteen to I think fourteen and two the next year. So it's it's been done. It can be done. Uh, pretty sure he was tanking the first year, but mm-hmm. still winning two games even with tanking is pretty tough to do without being bad. Uh, and then uh, the New York Jets, Bundy had a rough year, four and eleven. I'm not, you know, I I never, I think he's pretty middle of the road player in general, but. Um, you know, he can play up to competition, which I'm surprised he didn't do as much this year. I mean, you definitely, uh, you know, have your, you've had a, some, a decent amount of experience, you and me both, the, um, you know, just being longtime members of the league. What do you think? Is He's just had a down, you think it's just a down year or you think he's just not as good this um, year? It's interesting. I'm going to schedule, I mean, it's, He's played close games too. Some of the losses were pretty close. I think he can definitely get to five hundred. I think he's like a five hundred player. I think like eight and eight should be his expectations. Uh, but in that division, it should be good enough. And I think he kind of he had a shot at the division this year, and he just kind of you know collapsed. You know, he, he went lost, down and yeah, Motherload went up. Like they were exactly. they were within one game of each other. I think he lost the last four, and Motherload won the last four. Mm-hmm. And so Motherload like did beat him. Motherload Mother yeah. beat him. 12, and it started with that 12, game 7. too. I think. Yeah, that's crazy. 12, what is weird? What a weird score. Twelve seven. Yeah, that must bunch of field goals. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> that, that's sometimes that's all it takes. Good defense and a, a good kicker. Uh, and, yeah, I think uh, look at you know I think Bunny can. I mean, Roger is is pretty good too. Uh, but yeah, I'm kind of surprised that he's in that. Well, he's, he's, he's in the last. He's in the last place. He's in the last place at AFC East. Damn, Bundy, that is. Uh, so this yeah, hopefully. New... Uh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just saying this new Bills owner too is kind of an unknown. Um, at least mm-hmm. in twenty. So, and he's he's got some wins under his belt now. Yeah, he seems pretty. Uh, he seems pretty good. He seems like he could be the favorite going into season two. 
Um, with yeah, he's got wins over Bruce and Beast Mode. I mean, obviously, like you said, Beast Mode isn't anything, but you know, he's won. Uh, although he did lose somehow to uh, to Lope, so I mean, that brings <laughs> him down about three three million notches. So uh, <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, I mean, it could make the. I think the AFC East. I mean, for bad reasons, but it could be real interesting next year. Again, I think it's going to be. Uh, one of those really tight divisions where you know it's nine wins is probably going to win it every year or somewhere around there. I don't really ever see a team, you know, running away with it, right? Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? No, definitely. Agree. I think that that you never know, and I think that kind of makes it exciting. You know, every year could be different. Yeah. All right, and then uh, Panthers Dogfather. We've talked about him a bit, but uh, just one of the roughest. Uh, stretches of football. Uh, he started off 4-0, hot, you know, just like me and uh, Charlie, but he definitely went in a downward spiral, worse than maybe in, in NFL history. Uh, <laughs> he ended up winning just one of his last 12 games. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, that is very, that's, like, embarrassing, I guess. But looking at his schedule, like, I'm obviously this comes with the territory of being at NFC South, I think. But from week 10 to the end of the season, there was only one game, which was against Snorts, that was not a, against a team over 500. And pretty much every single every team he played like, is a playoff team besides uh, Falcons. Um, and then obviously like the worst loss, I think, might be Tendi. Week 9, 34-7. How do you lose Tendi 34-7? Yeah, that's, that's, a uh, that's, 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 a, that's a rough loss. And I think right there was like the, the dagger the in that season. Point, the yeah, rock bottom. and then it just got worse from there. Man, this is a bad year for Tendy. We just <laughs> we just rag on him without even talking about him. Like We rag on him whenever someone loses to him. We're like, oh, my God, how bad can you be? Oh, we're just kidding, Tendy. We love you. But it is uh, some probably some brotherly love on your side. Uh yeah, it's it's I there's not much to say really. I I don't feel like this is uh, you know, how I don't think he's this bad, but I think he just got caught on a bad stretch and and you know, just had some and some of them were really close games too. It's not like, you know, and, and they were all blowouts. Like he had four-point game lo- four-point loss against Falcons, one-point loss to Snorts. That was a close one. The tie with Falcons. Uh, and then some sim losses and uh, what else? I guess that was pretty much it. But yeah, he really. Uh, I I feel like he just couldn't get you know things going and just could, got unlucky probably a lot. So and it's not going to get much easier. Like we said, Kunk now in the division and Charlie being solid and obviously BLD. So you know, I think the hope is you win maybe three games in your division. You know, try to split with each team or maybe probably not split against BLD, but, you know, take two against Kunk or Charlie. But it's about as hopeful as you can get in that division. So mm-hmm. it's going to be real, real rough for him. Hopefully he can uh, make a bounce back next year. All right, that'll be it for uh, the surprises and the season notes and everything. Um, we were going to talk about awards, but we've kind of talked about them a good amount. I feel yeah, like I, th- I think we can. Yeah, we can kind of everybody knows. I mean, Omar Payne's the MVP. Derrick Henry might, you know, edge him out. That's about the only one that's uh, really interesting. Um, everything else is, you know, Devin Bush for BLD Defense Player of the Year. Um, that's about it. So, 
yeah, you guys can look up their awards on your own. Um, there, there's not a whole lot of difference going on. I mean, it's been a pretty down year for most of those guys. Um, some other stories in the league. Um, as of right now, as of this recording, unless there's another tie that happens at the end of the year, it looks like my under is going to win the over-under mm-hmm. challenge we had a few weeks ago. Four ties. I The over-under we said was 4.5. Dude, so we only had one more since that episode. Um, so there's been four ties, the other one being that uh, – that Falcons Panthers tie in week 14. So we, we do have two teams with uh, two ties. Remember the bears and the uh, uh, Redskins, right? Yeah. Bears mm-hmm. and Redskins. Um, Cause they tied each other and then they each had another tie. All right. And then the, speaking of the bears, uh, the Chicago bears have secured the number one pick in the 2020 NFL draft. So we'll see what they decide to do with that pick. Maybe they'll trade it. Maybe they'll keep it. Um, should be a, an interesting offseason for Chicago. And uh, let's talk about some injuries. We kind of mentioned some of these already, but Matt Breida is out for the Cowboys in your game. Um, Tillman's Seahawks, uh, Cooper Cup is out for two weeks, so that could be uh, an important loss for him. And Bruce and the Steve Keanu Neal out for the first game. Uh, so that's their, his Really, not a lot of injuries this year. We haven't talked a lot about that. Yeah, but I think we should. We gotta yeah, fix we, that. <laughs> we might have, yeah, there might be some changes coming. We'll see. We need to make it a little more realistic. We're not going to get into panel talk here. All right, now for the moment we've all been waiting for the playoff preview. All right, so let's go over the matchups and yeah, let's just let's talk about. What's going on for the playoffs? Because they're right around the corner, boys and girls. Um, all right, let's talk about the AFC first. Then at the number one seed in the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs. And that's plug. Number two, Doughboy and the Indianapolis Colts. That's the two seed. So they each get first round buys in the AFC playoffs. All right, let's take a look at the AFC wild card matchups. Brad. Why don't you go ahead and read me these matchups? So in the AFC wildcard round, we got the six-seed Jacksonville Jaguars, the Centra, versus the three-seed Pittsburgh Steelers and Bruce. And then the other game, we got the five-seed Oakland Raiders, which is Danny, versus the Miami Dolphins, owned by Motherload. So some interesting matchups here. Uh, I'm just going to get right into it, I guess. Go ahead. Uh, the Jaguars and Steelers. I think th- this might be like the closest game we see in the wild card round. I feel like these guys are very evenly matched and both of them just have like the ability to go off at any time. Like I feel like they're very similar players. Like they can lose some bad games and they can win some good you know, some against good teams too. Um I I honestly like this this is like I'm like fifty fifty split on who's gonna win this game. Like I don't know who's gonna win this game. Yeah, I agree. Um we, I think we've compared these guys a lot, actually, this season and in this podcast. Uh, and it's kind of crazy that they end up meeting. T- uh, and I feel like we've almost predicted this. But, yeah, I feel like they're very similar players. Uh, maybe not, you know, exactly the style, but just the skill level. And, you know, their records always seem to be near each other. And I think they're both Steelers fans, right? Um, I, so that's, I, uh, I believe so. Yes, I think Center's a Steelers fan. Well, Center, Center's definitely a Steelers fan. I'm yeah, I, I'm, 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 
Bruce is definitely a Steelers fan, so you know one and I know one. Because <laughs> Bruce was the Ravens last year. Remember, he created oh, his life. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, a couple of Steelers fans. Now that Big Ben is out, out for the year, maybe they're, you know, down on their luck. Taking on but you guys, you, guys made, you guys made the playoffs. So, you know, now you can, uh, you know, try to beat each other up and take out your frustrations. Also, about inter- Big Ben probably not ever playing football again. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, like, so they did not play each other at all during regular season uh, within the same conference. So kind of interesting. They did not play each other. Yeah. Uh, Jaguars had the first matchup, so they haven't played, you know, don't, they don't know each other's tendencies yet. So completely new for them unless they watch film and stuff. Um, but like, so I guess let's do a uh, pick them. Yeah, I was, just, game I was actually going to say that. I wanted to do yeah. that. Okay, good. So who we're going to, yeah. Who and we're then we'll, play. Do, we'll do like a total uh, number because there's only four matchups in the first round. So it'll yeah, be that we know. Best of, okay. Um, and then we'll switch off. I'll pick the first, like, I'll pick first, and then you pick first, and then you pick first, and I pick first, right? Yeah, that's... that's All right, I'll pick first this one. Um, Oh, man, this is tough. Uh, I wish I had time to look at the numbers and everything, but uh, gut instinct. Mm, I'm going to go Centra. All right. Well, and I'm going to I'm gonna pick who I think is going to win, not just, you know... Yeah, I just, think I'm gonna no. go. I'm gonna go Centra too. I just feel like his. I've talked. I've said this before, but his roster, his power of his receivers, and his, you know, who he's, his personnel is greater than greater than Bruce's. I feel like we're all um, gonna pick the same people, so except maybe one matchup. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> uh, and well, I you just, I mean, not, not to say one. like obviously Bruce beat Tillman early in the season, uh, but I'm I have to get the edge to Centra here. But like I said, I think it's 50-50 split. It could go either way. I'm very excited. I want to watch this game. I hope this, they play this game at a time I can watch it because uh, yeah, same. You know, it's going to be a fun game to watch. I think it'll be pretty evenly matched, like we said. So, yeah, I look forward to that one too. And, and maybe since it'll be in Pittsburgh, hopefully it's a snow game. I like <laughs> snow games. I want to watch a snow game. Okay. And the other matchup in the AFC Wildcard round, number five seed, Oakland Raiders taking on the four-seed Miami Dolphins. Uh, Danny versus Motherload. I mean, unfortunately, I'm pretty sure we all kind of have an idea of how <laughs> this one's going to go. Uh, it's a little bit of a mismatch. But, you know, maybe Motherload surprises us. I mean, there's definitely, he has the capability. And we've seen it, like you said, against Doe. He whooped his little butt. And, uh, you know, Danny's been susceptible to, to losses. It's not, you know, we've talked about this too. He, he doesn't have a great team overall. I mean, he's got <laughs> some good skill players and some, you know, good to medium, you know, other players, but his depth isn't great. You know, he's got a lot of young guys, but his numbers, you know, attributes-wise and everything like that, he's there. they are susceptible to having bad games, right? I think, I mean, it's tough. Danny's been in good form all season, I think. Uh, looking at my little like, schedule, trying to find like a good comparison game. I was I gotta go to like the Doughboy game against the Colts week ten. Mother one twenty to ten. So, he, but obviously it's a little different because Kyler just was FYI. Suspended. Just FYI, you're saying Danny has uh, had a good year. He's lost two of his last three. This, just yeah, just true. saying. Yeah. So I mean, so, not, yeah, going into it, he might, yeah. yeah. I mean, he uh, lost the Centra. That's yeah, that, that, yeah, and, not, and it wasn't a close game. Yeah, we didn't really, yeah, we didn't talk about that too much. I mean, I'm not sure how much like Danny's like playing for, you know, because Danny was kind of true. He kind of had it secured, yeah. up, but but he didn't. Even, he's playing for the first round by there. I mean, you know, it's not like 
it's not nothing to play for. I don't think he, I, I doubt he was giving up in those games. You know, I don't uh, think Danny's a guy that gives up like that. But yeah, keep going. I, th- I think it's also load. I mean, I think we can say that Central is better than Mother Load. No offense to Mother Load, but I mean, you can also look at my, like. So I'm trying to find like two games because obviously Mother Load did not play Danny this year. I'm trying to find games that can kind of compare to playing a team as good as Danny, and I'm seeing so week four he Mother Load beat Vic nine to seven in a defensive battle there. And, you know, Vic, 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 no, yeah, Vic's no slouch. So I'm saying Motherload has a couple quality wins on this on his schedule. Oh, I thought. Oh wait, I, I was. Oh, I'm. Oh, I'm getting mixed. He beat Weasel, dude. He's beat, uh, that, that, that was he's a, beat Doe and was Weasel. That a four, was that a four? I'm pretty sure it was that a was the 42 to 16. I'm thinking. Oh my god, dude! Motherload has that was beat a, like. Huh? huh? Wasn't that no, a four? He, no, was that actual? No, he won. I honestly don't remember. Remember that? Oh no, that was the CPU game. Oh man. Oh yeah, Sorry. that was that was no. the C- yeah yeah that yep, was yep, okay. I'm yep. trying okay. now come back. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. That's when I was, was gonna say the CPU. I remember watching that? Okay, but he did beat Doe straight up. Uh, and I remember uh, talking about that one. And uh, oh wow, I almost I almost freaked out there for a minute. I was like, wait a minute, how does he beat all these teams? So it looks like the key to winning for Motherload is is defense, and that's going to have to be because his offense just isn't there. I mean, look at the and, just the point totals. That, it, it just it, doesn't have a lot of point totals. I think Danny might be the hardest team to stop. Yeah, when you're on the defensive side. He of plays, so he I just, I just it, it just I don't yeah. see this matchup. This matchup does not. Yeah, I don't. It, it's a very very low chance unless unless. Some Madden, Madden effery happens. Uh, I don't really see it either. So they're, uh, they're, we're both going Dandy, right? Yes, yeah. Then Miami said so no, maybe a rain game, so maybe some fumbles or something, but no snow likely in Miami. Yeah. I and don't. The to the probably prove us wrong, dude. I mean, uh, I would love to see you beat Danny because you know I I like seeing good people lose. All right, uh, and then we have. NFC, so that's it for the AFC. Do you have anything last? Anything you want to say about the AFC matchups? I mean, do, do we want to talk about uh, the future game? Because we're probably not going to forward. Okay. So well, do them all at once, and then so yeah. Uh, uh, let's just do. AFC I don't want to do now. all predictions now. Okay, let's do predictions, but we're not going to count these. We'll just do what we think, no, yeah, and we'll say, count them when they come. So here, here we go. So I got. So we. So we're going to go with like who. We picked since we're in. Yeah, in, yeah. in so, so right now, right now, if, if we picked wins, so Central beats. Uh, so Central will face Plug week, uh, you know, in the divisional round, and Danny will face Doe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think obviously the Plug Central game, I'm thinking Plug kind of comes out on top there, but Central, you yeah. know, just beat Danny. Uh, but and then Doe versus Danny would be that's a very good matchup that I would be ex- excited to watch there. I think um, it's pretty much, in my opinion, it's it's going to be plug versus Danny in the championship game. I, I can't see it anything else happening. I mean, they're you, you in my opinion, Doe, they're two best. Doe. Nah, I mean, I, it'll be a close game, and I definitely think I'm not saying it won't happen. But if I was to pick the game, I would pick Danny over Doe. Um, and but that for, for me, that's like a sixty forty game. I think. I think Danny only wins six out of ten well, in those. Doe, you know what I mean? Doe did beat Danny forty four twenty one week four regular season. Yeah, that's possible. I don't know. I could see it either um, way. I mean, it really is. It, it kind of is a toss-up. But if I had to pick, I would probably still be picking Danny. But as far as uh, storylines go, I think I'd be Doe excited. I'd, yes, I'd be excited to see Plug versus Doe in oh, the yeah. AFC Championship. The The beef that will come out of that game will oh, be epic. Uh, Kyle I feel like all, all three of those guys kind of ha- are going to have beef. Mm-hmm. 
All so, three, Danny, yeah, Joe, Plug. And, but those are the three best. You would say that, right? I mean, those are in the, the three best teams in the AFC for sure. Yeah, right? I think there's no question. But not to say that, not, not to take anything away from the other three teams. No, yeah. But I'd just, say those three are actually all top five because the only teams in the uh, NFC that you realistically could put above them would be Weasel, you know. And even then, I, I don't know if I'd put him over. I mean, he's got a better record than those guys, but I don't think, like, uh, talent wise, and skill wise, I I put Danny over Weasel. I put uh, I don't know if I'd put Doe over Weasel, but I put Plug over Weasel. Wouldn't you? I, I mm, it depends. I mean, I guess it's tough because they're, they're Plug, different styles. Plug's got a really good year. I mean, yeah. Besides the whole and it, like if 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 Doe had Kyler, his too. whole yeah. I mean, and that was kind of like the point of the suspension. I guess to kind of take away that that undeserved win. Um, but that was well, good. That's yeah. kind of stuff. Dope. I, I I would put all three of them ahead of Weasel, honestly. So I think those are three of the top four teams. To think about it, it's pretty crazy. Two, three, and four. So I don't know where I'd rank them each. Well, okay. Between let's, each other. let's let's pick our AFC champion. Okay. Each. The AFC champion total. Yeah, oh, so oh, just oh. like who will be in the Super Bowl representing mm-hmm. the AFC? Man, it's really tough for me. I I'm picking plug. Kansas City Chiefs. I am going to go with Danny. I, I thought I, you said Doe was going to beat Danny. Well, I, I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just going with my pick, right? I'm just saying that he can. I'm just. Okay. Well, we'll get. We'll get when we get there. We're not doing the actual picks, but this is our pick for now. Well, because I think play is going to kind of go fast. I don't know if we'll get into the episode that in time, but. Oh we'll uh, yeah, it might be. Yeah, you're right. We might have to actually pick both. Yeah. Oh well. Well, we just we we picked both already, so. Oh shit! Monkey, monkey has lost to Snorts. Nah. Forty-one thirty-five final score. Dude, where you go, Snorts? That a boy. I mean, it doesn't matter at all. But but wait yeah, a, yeah, wait like, a... like like I said to you off air hey. the other day, if, if Snorts wins those two ties, he's sitting at How nine and this? seven right now. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. But talk about the perfect five hundred team, right? I mean, seven, <laughs> seven, and two. Like, it could not get any more middle of the road. <laughs> Way to go, Snorts. Good way to make it even, you know. He just wanted to have that even, you know, 7-7-2. That's a perfect all things balanced like Thanos wanted. All right. Um, okay, so you picked uh, Danny and I picked Plug. And I think, so do you think it's Danny and Plug in the AFC Championship? I, I um, yeah, I think then, so. Because then we can just pick these matchups. So you're picking Plug over Centra and Danny over Doe. Mm-hmm. And so am I. So really, AFC is no different, but we have a difference in the uh, AFC championship. So I'm picking plug over Danny. You pick Danny over plug. So that should be interesting. We can have like a little uh, little yeah. wager. All right. Um, so then we have the NFC. All right. The number one seed, of course, getting a first round by is the New Orleans Saints (BLD), and getting the number two seed is New York Giants and Weasel. All right, and the matchups, the NFC Wild Card Round first matchup is the Los Angeles Rams getting the six seed or maybe the three seed. We don't know yet. Still, uh, we may know by the time you're listening to this. But either way, it's the Rams taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Maddening versus Tillman. Regardless of seeding, someone is. Both these teams are going to play each other. We don't know where they're going to play yet, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, pretty interesting matchup there. And then, of course, 
at the five seed, we got the Dallas Cowboys and taking on the four seed Detroit Lions, Monkey versus Brad. We'll get into that one in just a little bit. Let's talk about Maddening versus Tillman. Um, they've split the series, and this is the only uh, actual matchup between division opponents in the wildcard round. So, pretty interesting. Obviously, these guys know each other pretty well. Uh, what do you think? We're not gonna don't don't tell me who you got yet, but uh, just I mean, in my opinion, both these guys have had really good seasons, mm-hmm. and although we talked about Tillman how he's come on real strong do you think tillman has the edge with this big winning streak kind of getting hot at the right time second half of the season um you know or do you think madding but i know you're high on madding right i mean you, yeah. you think he's one of the better players but, in yeah. the league so when he's, yeah when so, he's so madding has a He's kind of been stumbled. He stumbled. Uh, it's kind of like the opposite here. If you look at the last like four weeks, Madding has definitely stumbled. He's played very close games against uh, not good teams. No offense. I thought I think the Shane was the Shane was a force one week sixteen, uh, but lost to Monkey by three week fifteen. Lost to Tillman by twenty uh, week fourteen. Mm-hmm. So not great games. Not so he's not hot. You know going in. You know, they say like in the baseball playoffs, it's always like who gets hot, that, you know, that wins World Well, it's football too. I mean, and, it yeah, happens. I think it's definitely. Um, yeah. So I think Tillman is definitely like the hot, has a hot hand right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like I've said, Maddening knows how to play Tillman, I think. He knows how to play Madden in good games and he plays, you know, ranked all the time. He knows those, you know, not cheese plays, but he knows plays that work, I guess. Yeah. Um, so if, he, if he's sober, but. It's tough, but I think this is definitely, um, from an entertainment standpoint, probably the best game that we could have got. No offense to you or Charlie, but I think this is probably the best matchup that we could have gotten this three-six matchup, uh, as far as storylines go, and as far as I think that a close game will go. So yeah, I would probably agree with that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Shall we pick? Well, yeah, let's just pick this one. Um, all right, you want to pick first? I think I know what, where you're going. I think it's yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to go with Maddening. All right, good. I'm glad we're differing. I'm going Tillman. <laughs> so, finally, we got a difference. So we actually have a winner or a loser in this little uh, this little wager thing that we're doing, even though it's not for anything. Um, so I go Tillman, and you're going Maddening. All right, interesting. And then, um, all right, well, let's talk about your matchup. Uh, all right, so for those unaware, or, I mean, most of you should already be aware because we're going to, you know, announce it and talk about it uh, in chat and stuff, but uh, there is an interview coming up in just a little bit uh, with Monkey and Bradley and myself. Uh, we are all talking playoffs and Monkey and Brad and their matchup, but let's, you and me, talk about this real quick. Um, actually, let's just get, let's just, Let's just do a, a pick them for this game. Mm-hmm. Um, are you going to pick yourself? You got to believe. You got to right. believe. All right. I was going to say, I better, you better, you better pick yourself. All right. I'm picking monkey. <laughs> Cause just to be, you know, just to be fun. You know, I don't want to, you know, be rooting for you, especially if I'm trying to beat you, you know, in this little, this little fun thing we're doing. All right. So now let's go ahead and um, do the next round. So for you, it would be, 
Um, okay, let's just say Maddening is six seed. That's six, more likely. We'll say Tillman, yeah, Tillman's, Tillman's probably going to win against Shane, barring a miracle or a sim. Um, so let's say Tillman's a six, or Maddening's a six. So it'd be Maddening versus BLD. Um, and, then, uh, and then me versus Weasel, if we're going with my picks. Yeah, right. So yeah. Uh, if that happens, I, I mean, <laughs> I beat Weasel in a regular season. So I don't see why I can't beat him again. I mean, I, honestly, like, I feel like I'd be kind of confident against Weasel, I think. I mean, obviously, I think he'll come out a little differently versus me since he knows, you know, like, what to expect now. I think I kind of got him off guard a little bit. But, I, you know, I got to have confidence. You know, if I get past Monkey, I, obviously, I'm going to be pretty hot, I think. And, obviously, I'm going to be doing something right. Uh, so, we'll see what happens there. And then in my – so, if I pick – so, then Maddening will be playing BLD. And I've said Maddening, you know, has probably the best chance to beat BLD, but, you know, I, I don't, you know, it's, it's hard to pick him. Uh, I'm going to go BLD card. So me versus BLD in the, in the NFC Championship somehow, and then I'm going to go BLD as the Super Bowl winner in my, in my picks universe. But, All right, so you're going BLD and you in the NFC Championship? Yes. <laughs> okay. And then... Wow, you got some high high confidence in the yeah, you got you gotta believe, you know, you can't that's the first step. You know, if you don't believe you're gonna win, you're not gonna win. Okay, and then I'm gonna go so my matchups would be Tillman versus Weasel and Monkey versus BLD, and I'm going Tillman versus BLD. Cause we all wanna see it. The rematch. <laughs> and yeah, I mean this would be interesting. I Oh man, I wish I would have picked earlier in our pick, but I still got to pick BLD. But I think it'll be closer, and I think I think it might even be the same matchup next year. And I think that's going to be. I should have picked the Ch- NFC Championship game for for his first loss, but uh, so I'll go BLD for a Super Bowl uh, as well. So the NFC champion mm-hmm. will be BLD, and then um, all right. So let's. Well, are we going to pick the Super Bowl now too? Then might as well. Right? Yeah, I guess, uh, also I want to comment. I think that uh, Tillman it versus might not even, we might not even it might all get played before we even have our next episode. Yeah. So who knows? In, in, in your universe, uh, Tillman versus Weasel would be. I think that's a really interesting matchup there. Uh, they didn't play each other during regular season at all, and yeah, uh, I think they can match up kind of well. I think that would kind of be a very interesting matchup to see. So, yeah, I think it would too. Uh, I'm I'm excited to watch all of these games, man. So we both. Right. Oh, so you, you have BLD versus Danny, and I have BLD versus Plug. So yeah, and plug. So Plug has not been in a Super Bowl in RML, I believe. BLD uh, versus Danny. Danny happened, that's happened a couple times, I think. Didn't uh, who won that one? BLD won that one, right? Yeah, I think so. At least one. I think that was uh, that was the only one that he didn't face Tillman in, right? Something like or he, that. He won yeah. two Super Bowls. I think he beat. I think he beat Danny twice in nineteen. Well, actually, I don't. Or know. maybe it was. Yeah. Who was hey, the what, other one? What happened to our helmets on my daddy leagues? <laughs> we don't oh, have yeah. Super Bowl helmets on daddy leagues anymore. Oh yeah, I don't know. We got to fix. Somebody's got to fix. to remember. Someone let us know. I don't remember. But okay, make your pick then. Um, BLD versus Danny. Uh, let's go BLD. It's no. It's no question. Nineteen and zero. <laughs> I want to pick plug, but I'm gonna to have to go be able. Yeah, like, like especially I'm, with our picks if, if lining up not, next. If I'm year. being honest, guys, I, I'm I'm rooting against BLD, but I just know BLD's not gonna. He's lose. the New England. He's the New England Patriots. Yeah. So he's now, 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 I, now I know Both how the teams that you uh, like, by the way. Uh, <laughs> now I know how it feels. 
Brad is a fan of the Patriots and the Yankees, guys, if you didn't know that already. So uh, he likes this kind of stuff, so you you should not like him. I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, Yeah. All right, so that's our picks for the playoffs. Maybe we'll, you know, do them again if we get an episode out before the end. Uh, You know, if they're different, we can pick the the actual games. Cool. All right. Uh, So now we have an interview with... Brad and Adam, uh, so Monkey and Brad. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we're going to play that for you now. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode, and we'll see you next week. Good luck to all the playoff teams, guys. Good luck in the yoffs. All right, here comes the first ever Cheese and Chowder Arma podcast interview. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Cheese and Chowder Podcast. This is our first ever interview on the podcast. And today I would like to welcome my co host, Brad Favo, and our special guest, Monkey, aka Adam Higgins. All right, Adam and Brad, how are we doing, guys? Doing all right. All right, I'm good. I'm good. All right, well. Glad you guys can join me and this podcast once again. Um, this should be an interesting conversation we're having, um, setting up a little bit of a playoff preview matchup between Keys Cowboys and Brad's Lions. All right, let's get into it. Uh, first of all, uh, Adam, how you doing, man? Uh, how's life? How's thing going? Doing all right. Got school going. Uh, that's always a grind, as most people in the chat know. Uh, but aside from that, going good. Ready for the playoffs to get here. That's good, man. Uh, you have a kid, right? You had a kid, pretty pretty young kid. How's how's that going? Uh, good. He started his first year of preschool. Uh, not preschool, but pre-K this year. So nice. That's been awesome. interesting. Yeah, but that dad life is... Uh... Yeah, getting in the way of Madden at times, I would wouldn't bet, I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah, I can't play when he's awake. <laughs> yeah, that that really probably limits uh, limits your availability there. I bet me and Brad wouldn't know anything about that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit about some RML. Um, first of all, uh, Monkey, you had a pretty solid season. Um, you know, you, you got a playoff spot, you're in the playoffs, you didn't win your division. Um, we still took the NFC East. Uh, let's just talk about in general, how, how do you think your season went for this first season in Madden 20? I mean, I gotta be pretty satisfied with it. I feel, um, I got one of the top records, not just in the NFC, but in the league. And even though it was the real life, uh, first place schedule I was playing, I still ended up playing, uh, most of the top teams in the NFC played BLD. Uh, close game there. Lost on a, a fucking fumble. And then Weasel, we know how that went. Hopefully hopefully I get a shot at him in the playoffs. But we'll see how that goes. Um, and I played um, Madden. You played well, us. So, yeah, yeah, and you played, played the NFC North. North. Yeah. The only yeah, so... contender I haven't played is... Um, 
Tillman. Yeah, true. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe that might end up being a playoff matchup as well. Um, all right, yeah. So let's uh, let's just go over it. You have uh, where where you have thirteen or twelve wins. Did you play your week seventeen game yet? Or that's I'm playing it right after this. Oh, okay, gotcha. So you're twelve and three pending your week seventeen game. So possibly who are you playing? Uh, snorts. Snorts. Okay, yeah. So possibly thirteen and three, which would be a really solid season, of course. Um, all right, so some some key games that you played. Uh, we talked about some of these, just you know. Uh, but week five, you had a win against me. That was a pretty big one. You were, I think, two and two at the time. I was four and zero. Oh. Uh, you beat me thirty-four to twenty-one, um, kind of springing you forward. Really, you went, from there, you really didn't, you know, slow down. You only had one one more loss uh, after that game, uh, which was the second loss to to Weasel, and then. You had a key win against Brad, week 11. We'll talk about more about that in a little bit. Uh, a very impressive win, 51-7. to seven. And you also had a key win against Maddening and the Rams uh, in week 15, 34-31, <laughs> a close game. And then let's talk about uh, your key losses. We've kind of mentioned these. You only had three uh, so far. You Two of them to Weasel, week one, 22-10. Uh, and uh, in week nine, you lost to Weasel 56 to 20. And then in week four, you had that game you talked about with BLD losing a close one, 31 to 27. Um, so obviously the Weasel battle between you guys, uh, he got the edge there. Um, what do you think of those matchups and, and just in general, you got your, the rivalry you guys have kind of built? I think going forward, it'll just get... Uh more interesting uh, as I learn Weasel. I don't think I've played Weasel in the entire time he had been in our mount until uh, the playoffs last season to end Madden and then this season. So I'm still learning his skill set. Um, BLD, I've known a lot uh, more, obviously being in the division with him once. So as I get to know Weasel and his tendencies, it should be a lot closer to games. <laughs> I think it's a uh, it's pretty impressive when you look at the key losses that the only two losses or three losses are to the two you know top teams here in NFC the Giants and the Saints, and you really just dominated the rest of your schedule. A couple of close games here and there, but I think that shows how good of a season you did have. And then you know playing BLD only losing by four points is a uh, you know he blew out pretty much everybody else on his schedule, so that's pretty impressive. Um, but going forward, uh, you know. The potential matchup in the playoffs here is you versus Weasel. If you and him, you know, if you win, so what would your strategy be going into that game versus Weasel? What would you be doing differently than those two regular season games? I mean, I feel on my defensive end, I had a pretty good uh, strategy. Uh, where I lost was uh, he was he was he's really good at getting pressure on people sometimes, and that led to quick turnovers and a short field for Weasel, which. Obviously, with uh, a good rushing game, a short field is to that team's advantage. So limiting turn turnovers is, I mean, it's number one for any team, but especially my team when I thrive mostly on defense, um, not uh, allowing myself to get turnovers is key. Yeah, I've been preaching this for, you know, you know, we talk about it on the podcast, but turnover rattle and turnover ratio is so important in the game. I mean, I talk to Brad all the time about how I'm only really decent at the game or good at the game because I can win the turnover battle more often than not. 
if I couldn't, then yeah, I would be under 500 pretty much every year. So yeah, I mean, it's going to be key in, in any game, especially the playoffs. I mean, minimizing mistakes, um, and especially against Weasel. I mean, he's you know he'll take advantage of those mistakes pretty pretty quickly and pretty easily. So yeah, I mean, your defense has been been pretty stout this year. Um, we talked uh, um, Byron Jones, your your star corner, the very young star corner. I think he's a rookie in the game, right? Uh, he has 15 interceptions on the year. So that's, yeah, that just goes to show you, I believe he leads all defensive backs. He's the only other player um, with more is uh, Devin Bush from BLD. So you got a, a nice secondary there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, we'll we'll get more into that in a little bit. But uh, let's talk more about this uh, playoff matchup between you guys. So, um, yeah, the first time you guys played, uh, you know, it doesn't look good for Brad. <laughs> 51 to 7. Um, first, let me hear from Brad here. Um, well, I believe Andrew Luck was out for this game. Um, Correct. But, yes. but still, to be said, you are more of a run-heavy team. Um, talk about just, do you remember anything kind of specific that happened in that game? Was he just on you on defense, stopping the run and kind of, uh, forcing turnovers like I, we talked about? I think the biggest thing, uh, that happened, so Monkey, uh, got the ball to start the game and he just came out firing and throwing downfield and I was just not ready. I was, he just came out, you know, kind of a little bit quicker and he was hitting his passes and everything. And, you know, he threw for 313 yards, four touchdowns that game and had two 100-yard receivers. Um, my defense was not just not prepared for that type of play. I just I guess I didn't really watch Monkey all year, and I wasn't really sure what to expect, and kind of let my guard down a little bit that game. I wasn't expecting to be so dominant. Um, but obviously on the offensive side, uh, I was down early, and if I'm down early to begin with, the fully healthy team, it's hard because I am a run-first team, like you said, but having, having to rely on Kirk Cousins' arm is not the best, uh, you know, strategy here. And he went 17 for 37. So not a great completion percentage there, 178 yards, but really. And I couldn't get the running game going either, but I was only trying too much there because of the score. Um, but just a tough game all around for the Detroit Lions. Just wasn't really prepared. It relies on the coaching there. But also, it was a good game by Monkey. <clears throat> but Andrew Luck will be back for the playoff game. So hopefully, you know, I'm hoping uh, he had a better game than that Week 17 game versus you. So hopefully, uh, you know, Andrew Luck can come hmm. out firing. But I think, uh, you know, right now I'm not going to give away too many, uh, you know, my strategies here going into the game. But I think uh, we'll you'll get you guys will see some different looks from the Detroit Lions. All right, yeah. I mean, we better hope you better hope so. <laughs> Just fifty-one to seven, not a good look in any way. So, but uh, yeah, like you said, uh, one thing about Monkey is he can definitely play a different styles, which, um, yeah, I think uh, is pretty interesting, and it makes him really good at adapting. I would say. Um, I don't know why I'm saying him like he's not here. <laughs> makes you, <laughs> makes you really good at adapting, Monkey. Uh, I think you're you're pretty solid at kind of adapting to the way other people play and also changing up your own style. Um, what do you think? Uh, have you always been that way or you kind of just started to do that recently or what? Uh, I think I'm just going to speak for when I've been in RML, but 
when I first came in RML, I was primarily a run first team. I mean, y'all remember JT Tuman and his heydays. So mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it's more this Madden that I've went to trying to diversify. I mean, when I had uh, Madden 18, it was just rush, 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 and get some passing yards. I never had a top uh, quarterback uh, as far as passing yards. And then last Madden, it was all passing for me. I mean, I'm sure you remember that. And yeah. now, now, I mean, I've had a 1,000-yard rusher, and Willie went down, so I don't have a 3,000, 4,000, 5,000-yard uh, quarterback, but he's still got – I think he's over uh, 2,500 yards passing for the season, even with going out for as long as he did. So I think just getting that, and especially, I mean, I've been, I've brought pieces in and out on my offense, and it, it's helped a lot with the pieces coming in and out. And I don't, I try not to rely on just one person. Um, if if you're open, you're open. So right. Yeah, you never really struck me as a guy who, you know, is, uh, you know, trying to spam guys or anything like that. But um, one thing I do notice in general is you definitely are a really good team builder. Um, You've always been a solid team builder, but this year especially as well. And, you know, having that keeper quarterback, obviously you played a huge part in that, you know, not having to draft uh, a top-tier quarterback in the first, you know, five, ten rounds. Um, but, and of course, you, you know, we all know you love your speed. Your, your speed guys are kind of your, uh, your bread, what is it? Bread and butter. Yeah. Yes, I don't know. Why. Yes, yeah. That's the saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm almost had a stroke there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Your speed is your bread and butter. And, uh, you know, Russell Willie, uh, having some speed at run, uh, quarterback too, has, uh, definitely helped you. I know you like to, move around in the pocket and escape, you know, the pocket and make some, some, uh, Aaron Rodgers type plays every now and then. So, uh, that's probably helped you a lot, you know, this season so far and having so much success. Uh, one thing, let's talk about this, um, getting into the kind of the keys to the game. Um, your, your top running back, your, you know, your starting running back for majority of the season, Matt Breida is out for this game and, probably out for the next few games. Uh, I think he's got three more weeks uh, left uh, on his injury with a dislocated knee. So he had 1,300 yards. He led your team by a lot. Um, Really didn't have, you know, a a committee or anything. You really didn't get a lot of carries to anybody else. Um, How big is that loss going to be to your game plan and your strategy? I feel like the game tonight's going to show me a lot. That's why it's important for me to play the game tonight to really see where, um, how well DeAndre Washington will do. I mean, when you look at his stats, the only thing that's really striking is he has three less speed. But aside from that, everything else is pretty much right in line with what Matt Breda had, like plus or minus five points. So I'm hoping he can at least be serviceable because behind him all got is Damian Harris and CJ uh, Procise. So. Yeah, as long as as long as your O line, you know, can still play solid and give you some holes, and as long as you can, you know, make good decisions, and obviously your play calling has always been solid. So, I feel like you know you can mix up the pass and run to kind of make it uh, more of an advantage for you. But you know, Brad's D is really solid, so I think this, you know, like you said, this game will definitely help you kind of fine tune that rushing game 
to see if it's going to work out. Otherwise, you might have to be, lean a little more pass heavy, probably, right? Yeah. Um, speaking of DeAndre Washington, that is your backup running back. Uh, on the season, he had 18 carries for 46 yards. That's it. So, you know, like you said, not, you know, you haven't really seen a lot of him, uh, and he only averaged two and a half yards a carry. Um, I mean, that doesn't mean much, you know, obviously being a backup running back, you know, not getting that many carries. It's a small sample size, you know, being the lead back is going to be a lot different for him. Um, but yeah, so that'll be interesting to kind of see how that plays out for you guys. Um, you know, with Andrew Luck coming back for, for Brad, um, and him having a really, you know, monster running game, um, in Melvin Gordon, um, it's going to be interesting to see if you're, if it's a more of a shootout style game or if, you know, you guys decide to uh, change up your play styles a little bit. Uh, all right, well, let me move over to Brad then since we're talking run game. Uh, Melvin Gordon, uh, you know, having a monster season. What do you think? Uh, I mean, are you, you're clearly a run, uh, you know, run heavy, run first team, Brad. Um, just what do you think about your strategy going in? I obviously don't want to give away too much, but do you think, I mean, since with Andrew Luck being, you know, coming back from injury and maybe being a little rusty, I'm mm-hmm. assuming you're probably going to lean pretty heavily on Gordon. Um, is he probably, is he like the key to your game, you think? I think I think if Melvin Gordon has over 100 yards, there's a good chance that the game is at least closer and hopefully, uh, you know, a win for me. Uh, but, you know, I don't want to give away too much, like I've said, but look for Melvin Gordon to get involved in different ways in this ball game than he's been used all year. And, uh, you know, just I think uh, and going back to the running back situation in Dallas, I'm hoping that Breda being out might be the key, like the difference from the regular season game to now. I know Monkey is a pass-first team, but I think uh, having, you know, knowing that DeAndre Washington isn't nothing too, you know, nothing too bad to worry about, I can, you know, pass commit a little bit more. And, uh, you know, hopefully that will maybe turn the tides in that game, but yes, look for Melvin Gordon to continue his monster season, and you know that X factor makes him dangerous. And even if you know he's running, you know he can he'll break out a run eventually. That. He'll yeah. break out a run eventually. Yeah, I was basically just gonna say that. I mean, even if you know and you you know you try to stop him, uh, he's got those nasty jukes and uh, you know some break tackle abilities. I'm pretty sure he leads the league in are up there in the league and tackles broken and yards after first contact. So pretty much a very dangerous player that obviously uh, you'll have to um, account for a monkey. So uh, how do you plan? I mean, how do you stop a guy like Melvin Gordon? What do you think? uh, What do you think your game plan on defense is going to be? I mean, last time I I know it was a lot different last time because he had to go to the pass game a little heavier than what he intended to, but Melvin Gordon only had 18 uh, carries for 57 yards. So I had a pretty good game uh, keeping him in, and I don't worry too much about the rush game now that I have T.J. Watt and Brandon Marks both on the outside to prevent outside runs. So it's pretty much up to my user to keep the inside runs from going big and and the game against 
Brad, last time I didn't have Eddie Jackson uh, back there. He was injured, and he's actually just now coming back this week. So Nice. Um, that'll be big as well. I mean, I would have had a good secondary uh, to back up, but having a good safety for the run game is crucial. Uh, I'd, I have decent middle linebackers, but I think just the personnel I have up front and then having Eddie Jackson and Jamal Adams. I don't know if I had Jamal last time. No, I didn't have Jamal last time. I played him either. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. So, I mean, having Eddie back there as well is going to be big. Yeah, that's a pretty beastly uh, safety combo there. Some big hitters and Jackson being a, a real threat in the pass game to make some, some picks. Uh, yeah, it's going to be tough for – you know, if, if if you can stop the run game, you know, then uh, Brad might have a tough time mm-hmm. with that. Um, okay, back to Brad. Uh, we talked about Andrew Luck coming back. That's, you know, a big deal. You mentioned briefly that uh, he didn't look so great in our Week 17 game with you and me. Um, pretty sure uh, you guys can go watch the, the footage on that one, but he's telling the truth. Uh, it was a pretty rough outing for Andrew Luck. He ended up getting pulled partially because, you know, to save him from injury, but also because he sucked. Uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah, but uh, you, you're pretty confident that, you know, that was just a, you know, a fluke and you think maybe he shook the rust off and you're going to, you, I mean, can you say that he's for sure the starter and, you know, that he's going to be better? I think I, I am officially announcing Andrew Luck as the starter. For the wild card game, again, or, or not, you know, uh, division. Yeah, it would be a wild card game, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for versus Dallas Cowboys, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the number two quarterback. He surpassed Kirk Cousins as the number two backup. So if luck does go down, Fitzpatrick will be in there. Fitzpatrick looked very good the last two weeks that he came in a lot better than Cousins looked. So you know, if luck goes down with an injury again, I'm not too worried with Fitzpatrick back there. He can at least handle it. But I think so. Luck obviously two for ten in his comeback for twenty-four yards and three interceptions is not what you want. But I do have to say those three interceptions were definitely user error. So I think it was more on me and not Andrew Luck sucking. Although he did have like one or two throws that were nowhere, yeah. nowhere close, which is a little weird. But you know, just kind of get back to having him, get used to him. He has those X factors, which is always nice to have. And, uh, you know, watch out for luck to feeling. And, uh, you know, it's not only feeling. I got pretty good. Like, I, I'm not, I haven't really taken advantage of my wide receiver core as good as it can get. But also, uh, Marquise Goodwin got traded from the Cowboys to the Lions this year uh, in exchange for Sammy Watkins. So look out for those two guys going head-to-head in this uh, rematch here. Oh, and wow. Steve, uh, you know. Yeah. Those guys have played big role, too. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that is an interesting little, little tidbit there that I didn't know about. Um <laughs> So both team, both guys playing against their former teams, trying to make uh, make an impact. I mean, you know, in our head, that's what's happening. But they're just <laughs> video game players. They don't know the difference. Um, but yeah, I think uh, there's not a lot. You can't put a lot into, or you can't look into that game against me too much. Week 17, you didn't have a lot to play for, and I think you know you were just out of it mentally. You weren't really, um, you know, playing at your your A game. Uh, necessarily especially with the quarterback play just uh making some poor decisions here and there but yeah uh i i i would say i, I if i had to bet i would bet andrew luck is probably going to play a little bit better than that uh especially if you can get melvin gordon going and that play action game 
But yeah, uh, we didn't mention Gordon's stats, but I'm sure we'll, we, we probably uh, will have already mentioned it on the podcast. Uh, 1,988 rushing yards, 27 touchdowns, and I believe he's third in the running for MVP and third in the running for Offensive Player of the Year. So really solid year, Brad, for you. And uh, I mean, obviously he's your franchise running back and your franchise player. And uh, as opposed to real life, you're, you're going to pay that man if, if you need to, right? I mean, you kind of have to. He's a lot better in the game than he is in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, and then, Monkey, you also have, you know, a star young player in uh, Paris Campbell. I know you like uh, having him to throw to. Um, would you say that he's, he's kind of the key to your, your passing game besides, uh, besides Willie? Um, you know, obviously you want to feed him the ball, especially with the speed that he has. I mean, I think he definitely has the ability to uh, separate more than most of my uh, players. I mean, I have Paul Richardson, but he's pretty much got speed. He He's not too great at getting off the line for whatever reason, even though he's got a good release. Um, I'm hoping Sammy does what he did last time against Brad. I'm sure Brad remembers the two crazy plays that Sammy had against him. So that would be <laughs> nice. But I, I try to get everybody involved, like I said. Um, there, there was a point I focused Campbell there for a while, but that was just hurting me more than it was helping. So, Yeah, I feel like if you start to kind of stare down one guy, it can become really obvious if you're targeting. And that's how, honestly, that's how I play on defense is I can start to tell when someone is, you know, starting to target a certain guy more often than the others. And I'll, I'll honestly just play that guy straight up. And a lot of times that'll, that'll get me some turnovers. So um, Campbell is the leader for your team on receiving. He, you know, he far and away had the most catches and yards, 63 catches, 1145 yards, 11 touchdowns. But Richardson's a solid number two, uh, 36 catches, 759 yards, seven touchdowns. Pretty balanced overall, I feel like your offense was this year, uh, as opposed to, like you said, last year being more pass-heavy. So um, in this game, I think, you know, that that helps a lot, you know, with uh, play action being good and the run game, you know, being able to break huge runs here and there. We've, we've seen, obviously – week in and week out people getting over 200 yards and close to 300 yards sometimes so um obviously the run game for both of you guys is going to be a pretty big factor we'll see if uh deandre washington can can keep up with uh, melvin gordon there um all right yeah so i mean i have a oh go ahead Brad. Me, uh, yeah, jump in here say? so monkey uh so going forward, so what are your expectations here for this playoff run and this 2019 RML season? You got me obviously coming up first, and then you got probably going to go. Through, you have to go through Weasel and BOD in some order, most likely. I think three seed probably going to win, so you'll probably be facing BOD in the second round, and then maybe Weasel if you can win. So what are your expectations heading into the playoffs here today? I mean, you always got hopes and expectations. Uh, the hope is, you know, you make it all the way but i mean my expectation is i've played bld uh probably 11 12 times at least probably more over our rml career and we've had close games but i've never been able to come out on top so i mean until that happens my expectation is win this game and we'll see where the road goes from there but yeah 
I mean, yeah, you played a close game last time. And I feel like, yeah, if you're playing on your A game, you definitely can, uh, you can come close and, you know, keep, at least keep it interesting. But yeah, we've talked about this on podcast before, but he just doesn't make mistakes. And that's really the hardest part about it. You have to basically play a perfect game to beat him. And even Weasel, I mean, you know, with the way he plays sometimes, I feel feel like he's definitely much more susceptible to uh, a bad game and a loss. So, I mean, at least if you have him next, uh, you know, if you faced him twice, so you'll, you've seen a lot of him and you kind of know his play style and his game, you just got to make sure to execute your own. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not, you know, I, I wouldn't say you're favored in either of those matchups, but uh, I, I would give you a decent shot at least uh, against Weasel and, um, you know, against BLD, I think with the right circumstances, you could uh, maybe sneak out a, a close victory. You know, if you know all everything good happens for you, but right. that's the, that's the thing. You'll you'll get the uh, you'll get the good game, and then Madden will will screw you somehow, and then you know, and then yeah, sometimes it just doesn't fall your way. So you really got to get a little bit of luck too, probably. So. All right. Um, I think we've kind of covered. I think that's just it, about much it, right? yeah. everything that I wanted to talk about. Um, you guys, you know, want to say anything to each other and you know talk some smack? Well, one thing I want to bring up, uh, and I should have brought this up a little bit ago, but when it comes to my rushing game, I don't. One thing that's easy to forget is I don't just have my running backs at my disposal in the running game. Yeah. Uh, and if people receivers. have been, well, and if people have been paying attention to my games, it's not just the wide receivers or tight ends either. I got 90 speed quarterback at, mm-hmm. back there. So, I mean, you got read options, triple options, and I mean, you got straight quarterback runs. So yeah. those are things that I'm, I've been putting into the mix and I hope to use more in the future so yeah i have a you know i have cam newton and i've been trying to run with him a little bit more as well it can be uh it can be a challenge at times but uh because i'm you know i never really had a running quarterback too too much but man he is good in this game and i can only assume willie is is pretty good in the open field as well he has even better numbers i mean definitely it's better running numbers than cam uh but cam has superstar stuff so but yeah uh that's always dangerous uh, so maybe, uh, Brad, you might have to put, you know, do something on uh defense to cover that too. I mean, you got, you know, the pass game, but then you got to, you know, look into the spy and, uh, contain and, oh man. Yeah. It can be a nightmare. Brad, what, what do you, what's your response to that? I think, uh, the Lions will be ready to play coach Chowder. We'll get them ready, hyped up in the locker room before the game starts. We got a, uh, I believe we are home in Detroit because I am the four seed. I win in my division. So uh, hopefully the, the fans in Detroit come out loud and proud. And It'll be an indoor game, so no snow. So no snow? I mean, yeah, so that's, you know, Andrew Luck's X Factor is tied to a dome. I guess both, neither would be an indoor game. Yeah, so. Cowboys play indoor outdoor, as well. So. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. But, okay, uh, well, you also have Cameron Jordan. Uh, let's not forget to talk about how beastly Cameron Jordan has been 25 sacks on the year, you know, in a year where 30 some sacks is normal. I mean, it's 25 still really, really good. And uh, yeah, so monkey, you'll have to deal with him a little bit too. I mean, can't forget about him. So, I mean, he's really the, the heart and soul of that defensive line pretty much. 
So yeah, you might have to start running a little bit with uh, with Russell Willie to just to get away from Cam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, pass rush is something that I hate to deal with, but it's necessary. And I mean, I have my ways of dealing with it, as many people know, and some people don't like my methods. So yeah, I mean, like I said, you're good at adapting, and uh, that's one thing that I've had to try to do as well. Is uh, if I if I'm getting dominated by pass rush, you know, change up the play style. You know, it's it. That's why you gotta you know customize your playbook and have a lot of different looks and options in there in case things don't go your way, right? Oh yeah, for sure. I, I think the the regular season game against Monkey, another key was I didn't have a single sack that game, so I wasn't able to get any pressure on him. So maybe you know that's something I'll focus on as a game plan going in to uh, this playoff game here. Yeah, um, that's probably uh, a pretty important part because, yeah, I mean, uh, defense line play and sacks in, in this game especially are uh, pretty key, and you can really change the pace and change the the way people play. I mean, if you start getting sacks on first down and you're forcing third and long, yeah, it's going to be pick six, pick city, and uh, yeah, but same thing with uh, with Monkey's side. You have a decent, a uh, couple decent defenders too, right? I mean, you got Chris Jones. I know you've always liked him. He hasn't had a really good year, but thirteen and a half is respectable. And uh, but your 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 it's really your uh, your D backs and your your you know your linebackers that are that are making plays for you. Like yeah. you said, Jamal Adams, Eddie Jackson, and then Byron Jones. Just just those three guys are you know really really good. Yeah, and Awuzie. It's yeah. actually one of the top He's defenders this season too. as well. Yeah, so you've always had solid secondary and solid D. So you, you know, and especially your user as well. Um, you know, even though it's a little trickier this year to ha- be really good, you still have played really well with your linebackers, and I'm sure you probably usered uh, Eddie Jackson in a little bit as well. All right, guys. Uh, well. This has been a fun little interview, um, little little trash talk. You guys want to make a wager on uh, on this game? Not n- no money, but maybe uh, you know, I don't know, something interesting. Let's think. Mm. I, think uh, I don't know. How about a, how about a Avatar? Avatar week. Avatar. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, I'm, I'm gonna do it for you. All right. All right. If whoever wins gets to choose the other person's avatar for a week. Sound okay. good? Sounds All right. Good. For a full week. And it can be anything. And as long as it's, you know, somewhat safe for work and, you know, it's not like, you know, <laughs> disgusting or anything, but you can make your own. You can you know, whatever you created with it. So do you guys agree to this wager? Yeah, I'm good with it. Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you both for uh, joining the Cheese and Chatter podcast. I mean, obviously, Brad, you're here, of course, because you're part of it. But thank you, uh, Adam, for being with us. It's been pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you had a good time, and I uh, hope people got to learn a little bit more mm-hmm. about you. Make sure you make sure you guys tune in Tuesday night at around you know ten or eleven o'clock after advance when uh, the Dallas Cowboys take on the Detroit Lions. When the Dallas Cowboys beat the Detroit Lions. Ooh. Thank y'all for having me on. Okay, a little smack talk. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for the interview part of this episode. We'll see you next time.
See ya. Cheese and chowder.